Welcome to Personal Finance Cat, where I share my personal take on personal finance. Hello, everyone. I'm super excited to be here because this is the first episode of my podcast, Personal Finance Cat. And today we're going to talk about my prediction for the next real estate crash. And my bet is that it is going to be 2026. So who am I and... Why do I deserve five minutes of your time to listen to me talking about the next real estate crash? So, just a little bit background about myself and my husband. We've been investing in real estate since 2013. So far, we've accumulated 18 units across different states. They've been generating cash flow. We actually just finished accounting for last year. We are earning money. Believe it or not,、um, it's been a wild journey, which I'll talk about in some other episodes. But we do have, you know, a little bit skin in the game. Now there are a lot of other people that have done much, 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 much more successfully than than us. But we did learn a thing or two about real estate. So that's number one. And number two is that we actually, through real estate, became millionaire finally、um, last year, which is a huge milestone. We would not have known this had the bank not asked us to provide a personal financial statements, which asked us to list all our properties and investments, both personally and with the business. We do track our spending and income on our personal side, but we don't commingle it with our business. So, had it not been the bank asking us to do this comprehensive, Picture of our financial situation, we would not have known that. And when we saw, wow, our net worth is finally over one million, we were very happy about that. And real estate is the greatest contributor to that. So, with those two qualifications, hopefully, you will spend five minutes of your time just listening to this podcast and listen to why I think the next real estate crash is going to be 2026. The reason why I want to do this podcast is, to be honest, I'm a little concerned, especially for friends and family. So lately, I've been having lunches with friends, and one topic that almost always comes up is how hot the real estate market is. Friend one was saying that she recently lost a house over a bidding war by only ten thousand dollars for a one point two five million dollar house. She and her husband were devastated because this was the dream house they've been looking for. Friend two was saying they finally realized that they cannot afford a house until they can afford 1.5 million dollar house because in the area that they want to live in, there's just no house that would meet their criteria unless it's over 1.5 million dollars. So that is insane. And then on top of, you know, the high house price, the real estate tax is also very very high in the area that my friends and I live in. It's probably one of the highest, if not the highest, in the nation. So that's why I'm concerned because this is a very familiar-sounding story. Now you can argue that maybe this time around it's different because there's the pandemic, the high inflation, the low supply, etc. However, what I'm referring to particularly is the behavioral pattern, which is very similar to the pre-2008 environment. And back then, people were buying houses they could not afford because they were so emotionally tied. To this house buying exercise, they'll be looking for houses, and then they realize they have to engage in a bidding war, or otherwise they would not be able to get a house. 
As a matter of fact, the house we currently own and live in had the exact same story. Our previous owner bought the house above asking in 2006 over a bidding war. Ten years later, we bought it cheaper than the price that they bought it at. The previous owner had to sell the house because, according to the agent, there was a divorce, so they had to sell the house pretty quickly. We also later found out that there was a bankruptcy in their name, and my guess is that the divorce and the financial trouble were related. It's a very sad story, but hopefully one can learn a thing or two from it. The question is, how much house can one afford? Let me tell you, it is not what the real estate agent or mortgage broker or whoever else is on the selling side tells you. Home ownership is very expensive, and it's not just the mortgage; it's all the repairs and maintenance that go with it. And like my grandma always says, it never ends. So if you don't budget for those items, you will feel like you never catch a break. The roof needs to be replaced, the kitchen needs to be redone, the walls need to be repainted, and the list goes on. And what's the use of a fancy, nice house if everything else is not that fancy? Also, most people buy a house because they either already have a family or plan to start one. Mind you that raising kids are also very expensive nowadays. I'll link an article in the show notes that provides one example of an estimate of how much it costs to raise a kid. And in my mind, that's significantly underestimated because, first of all, you know, if you live in a very expensive area like I do, it's probably underestimated because everything is just more expensive. And also, it doesn't even include the, probably the most expensive part, which is college. Last but not least, a fancy house needs to go with fancy cars, clothes, vacation, etc. So the keeping up with the Jones game becomes a vicious cycle. In my view, the last Great Recession was mainly caused by this. That is, people didn't know how much house they could afford, and they ended up overbuying. The mainstream media likes to blame Wall Street or the real estate agents or whatever evil business corporations slash people for obvious reasons because they want to cater to the majority of the people who suffered from that real estate crash. But the sad thing is, I don't think that's anybody else's fault. People have to take responsibility for their own actions. And what I'm concerned about is that I'm seeing much of the same behavior again lately. The ironic thing is that people are actually happier, it seems, because the job market is good, the housing market is hot, people are feeling pretty generous. But all of these are actually signs that we're nearing the turning point. Anyway, to get to my punchline, one of the fundamental principles of macroeconomics—side note, I'm actually an economist—is that business is cyclical. Real estate is one of the very typical and turns out predictable cyclical businesses. According to this article by the Harvard Business School, the U.S. real estate cycle is every 18 years, and I'll link the articles in the show notes. And here's a quote from the article: "Perhaps the most stunning aspect of the real estate cycle is not its inevitability, but rather its regularity." Economist Homer Hoyt, through a detailed study of the Chicago and broader U.S. real estate markets, Found that the real estate cycle has run its course according to a steady 18-year rhythm since 1800, with just two exceptions, which are World War II and the mid-cycle peak created by the Federal Reserve's doubling of interest rates in 1979. The cycle has maintained its remarkable regularity even in the decades after Hoyt's observation. So, with simple math, there you have it. 
2026, which is 2008 plus 18, is going to be when the next crash is happening. Now, a great and valid question is whether the COVID-19 pandemic is one of those major disruptors that would override the 18-year cycle. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to put my bet on the next crash coming in or around 2026 because there have been a lot of other so-called disruptors such as World War One, stock market crashes over the last 200 years, but that didn't seem to have a big impact on the cycle. So I would still put my bet on that instead of chasing the hot real estate market right now. We do want to upgrade our primary residence at some point because we've kind of outgrown it, but I'm not going to do that right now because the market is just too crazy. Again, I'm super excited if and when the next crash comes and um, we will be ready. We'll be ready. Unlike the last time when we just got out of school and had a ton of debt. So that is really it for my first episode. I hope you enjoyed it and please like and share it. If you find it helpful, I'll keep providing more content similar to this on the space of personal finance. Probably talk a lot about real estate, but also other topics because I'm just generally interested in personal finance. So again, thanks for listening and see you next time.